What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another edition of Splash Trash Man, the G Splash Review Show. As always, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, and riding shotgun tonight, we got Katie, aka Miss Pepper Pops. That's me. Taking came with a capital Here. P. Uh, this is episode 58. I don't know if the numbers really count. Or 59, rather. No, 59. 59. Oh, my bad, my bad. I don't know if the, the numbers matter on this show or not, but. They matter to me. 59 it is. 59 is so fine. Oh, oh. rhyme. Hey. Uh, today we're reviewing Queen and Slim, so it'll be a shorter Splash Trash Meh episode. Our rating system is Splash Trash Meh, if you didn't catch that in that last sentence. Before we get into that, I'll let Katie talk about how she felt about The Irishman now that it is on Netflix. Yeah, I just meh. You mad it. Okay. I mean, it was... I met it like it's because it is a well done film. The performances are great. I mean, it's De Niro Pacino Pesci. Like, you you know, you're not going to get bad acting out of there. The highlight for me was a softer, calmer Joe Pesci, which usually he's just either a wet bandit or he's like a screaming gangster. Yeah. And this was a softer, mellow side of him, which I liked seeing. But We've we've seen this film. We've seen these gangster kind of heist. Not I wouldn't say like a period piece, but, you know, that take place in the 50s, 60s, 70s and are based on true events. And we've seen this movie before and I didn't really need to see the movie again. And I didn't need to see it for three and a half hours. So, meh, meh. Yeah, it's a long movie. I I mean, yeah, it's a long movie and I'd rather just watch. You know, Goodfellas, Scent of a Woman, Casino, you know, the movies that have already been made that have these guys, right? Home Alone, since it is the holiday season. True, true. Uh, Rather than this, so. I'm going to take Katie's word for it, but I'm pretty sure I splashed this one. Uh, I did like this movie. I did think it was really long. For those that haven't heard my review, we did it a couple weeks ago. I thought this is Joe Pesci's probably best performance that I've seen. I agree. But uh, let's talk about Queen and Slim. Now let's go. When the younger brother away, the younger mother used to hate. Cop killers, cop killers. In the city breaking and everybody shaking up. How are you going to outrun the police? We don't have to outrun them. We just have to make sure they don't know where we are. This is Kentucky, my friend. There's a war going on out there. And you welcome this into our home? Is this y'all? Y'all really gave us something to believe in. We need a death for real. Let them go. Have y'all removed Black Panthers? Power to the people. All we can do is go forward. There is nothing back there for us. Let's just keep going. I feel like Katie's got so much to say about it, but uh, it's got an 84% certified fresh. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 93% audience score. And the plot is this. While on a forgettable first date together in Ohio, a black man and a black woman are pulled over for a minor traffic infraction. The situation escalates with sudden and tragic results when the man kills a police officer in self-defense. Terrified in fear of their lives, the man, and, uh, the man, a retail employee, and the woman, a criminal defense lawyer, are forced to go on the run. But the incident is captured on video and goes viral, and the couple unwittingly becomes a symbol of trauma, terror, grief, and pain for people across the country. I'm going to say this to start it off. Run, run, run. Uh, from the jump that this movie is very heavily loaded 
with yeah with a lot of i don't even know what you call it anymore social awareness which i wouldn't say is a problem for the film necessarily but it's it's a lot i mean it touches on a lot of different this is not a sit back with your popcorn enjoy an afternoon at the movies film yeah this is like i mean we're all in believe in the superheroes genres but so this is kind of out there in the sense of i would say in that realm where there's a lot going on in a and a lot of stuff that is exaggerated maybe on purpose just to get to make sure that you know what they're touching on i would say is that fair to say is that too did I, or am i like am i hating on it um i don't think you're hating on it i think that this is obviously an extreme example as particularly this whole going on the run portion but i don't think these encounters with the police are exaggerated by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, no, I, I think we know that this is what. Yeah, that part. I mean, that's, so, that's one part of it. But what do you think of the movie? So some of the things that I loved, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, definitely. They the the way and the director, she um, her biggest set of credits as a director are music videos. So you can tell that. Melina and I'm pretty sure it's Matsukas. I looked it up and that's what the pronunciation was given to me. <laughs> but that you can very much tell that she knows how to put film and music together in a very curated, specific, intentional way. So and I always love in movies where there's music playing and then you find out that it's music in the scene. Like someone takes out their headphones, someone turns down the radio, right. someone turns down this I always love when it's woven together that way and so there was a lot of that that happened a really nice score that wasn't overwhelming and then a really great amount of touchstones of music in black culture we had the blues we had Luther Vandross we had some gospel we had rap we had R&B so there was a whole kind of story arc of African-American music in the United States that was underlying that, which I really enjoyed too. It's shot beautifully. You get a lot of, it's nice, cause this easily could have been an action. It could have been like black and blue, right? Like an action packed thriller, cop, cat and mouse film. And it's not like that at all. And there's really nice moments where you get to visually and emotionally rest with these gorgeous landscapes and sunsets and you very much got that feeling that you were also on this road trip with them and so i love that we got taken along on this journey with them rather than us just watching it so i love that i thought the cast daniel kalua uh was amazing jody turner smith was tough but restrained and then soft uh-huh that's I interesting that, I'm, 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 we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on that in a second but. okay i just i thought that the casting and then the dynamic that started to develop between them and then how the cinematography and the camera shot choices reflected that because at the beginning when we're seeing them on this date driving home it's a you know it's and we don't get their names till the very very end but for the sense of this podcast like you get 
the half shot of the car where it's queen, half shot of the car where it's slim. And then as the film progresses, we start seeing them in the car in shot together as a nice echo of how this tragedy has brought two people together that wouldn't have and this beautiful love story evolves from it. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff and and you definitely tackled, I think, probably the bigger parts of it. Uh, I definitely think this movie was shot well. The music was on point. The cast was, majority of the cast is good. Story's story's good. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but yes, I get like, there is that very cinema, art cinema type of vibe in the sense of you see, you know, you pay attention, you can watch how the shots are, two shots back and forth, and then they become one shot as you go Mm -hmm. down the road. But all in all, Katie, uh, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? I don't know if there's anything that I didn't interesting like about the movie. I don't know if I was like, oh, if I was to do this, I don't think that there's anything. I would have put my friend Benny's song, not in the credits, but in a scene. They're like, spoiler alert, their lovemaking scene. Mm. I really wish that the lovemaking in the car scene and I don't use the word lovemaking lightly, but like the lovemaking in the car the, the scene. The sex scene. I wish that that would have. Yes. <laughs> they were making love. That was not just sex. They were in love. But I, think anything I wish that that would have been. I, I think that would should have been a standalone scene because the juxtaposition between the protest and that. Was awkward. I think took away from both the intensity of the protest and the beauty of them connecting that way so i would have maybe had those i would have put those as separate scenes and done a juxtaposition with them on the road laughing singing and then people like preparing for the protest so that you can show that like while people in these stories like continue on and other people take up the protests like those two things coexist simultaneously Mm -hmm. i liked that i just i would have chosen different scenes because i think it took away from the beauty of the two of them and the intensity of the protest i saw it with my best friend megan and she was like i was like crying about the protest but then i was so happy that they were connecting that it took away from me experiencing either emotion fully yeah i think what i took away from that scene was going back and forth from the protest to the sex scene was as these two individuals are becoming more and more of a, a unit and coming together changing the world in this that kind of like oh, undertone of message and right. i mean it is what it is but i'm assuming what, what do you think is it splash trash or meh i give it a splash, splash okay. uh, i'm gonna give it a meh and there's a few reasons a few things i did not like that was i just didn't like and and one of them is i know this is jody turner smith's first role or in a feature film but the beginning, that first act is tough for her to get through, like, for me. like, And I felt like Daniel Kaluuya in that, while she was tough to get through, I felt like it was hard for him to, like, save it at times. Um, the choppy dialogue, she seemed very, like, cookie cutter and not very natural. It was like, I don't know if that makes sense or if you understand what I'm did you, But you said you kind of, you, you felt something away type about her acting, right? Is it that what I got? Or Look, you you know me quite well. I'm a tough cookie. I'm a tough nut to crack. And I'm very much like on a first date when I would go on dates. <laughs> I was very much like, okay, and no, I'm not going to go out with you. Because I just don't have 
the time or the energy anymore to do the whole first date like flirty do like thing and so i don't and i don't think she's like a criminal defense like jody has no time to fuck around her client was sentenced to death like she's in a mood and then she's on a first date and then this other stuff happens and now she's like wrapped up and she's been shot like i totally was like patience worn thin no time for like the niceties and the small talk and the pleasantries like that's not her personality and so I felt like she conveyed that on screen and I thought the awkwardness for Daniel who's clearly like this warm gregarious conversational guy made sense considering how different their personalities are and how they probably wouldn't have gone on a second date and it wouldn't have become anything so I thought that the tension between the two of them made sense I felt that there was a few things in the story that I felt like that would never happen or is a plot hole in a sense. And I kind of said mm-hmm. the same thing with 21 Bridges. One of my biggest things for that movie was, I don't know if, if, if unless it was like a terrorist attack, I don't know if you could shut down all the bridges and like all the subways. Like, but I'm, I'm sure you could for if the, whatever the, depending on the instance, if it was that major, but for two guys, I don't know. So in this is kind of had that same thing in the sense of, yeah, this situation happened and they're on the run. That's kind of what the whole movie's about, but they travel through states pretty, they're like already in the newspaper overnight, like front page. I don't know if that would happen. And that's maybe ticky tacky, but I was like, they're already on the front page of every newspaper in a small town. They just pulled over for gas. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't catch what paper that was. I mean, I think that that would be an AP but it happened in story the, it, that if you're- It happened in Ohio and they were already like, in Louisiana. Right. But I think when the like Associated Press sends stuff out that are bigger stories like that, unless your community has something major happening in it, you pull from the AP what your headline is going to be and take their story. And, you know, yeah. I'm sure people will be very interested in a cop getting shot by two black people. Yeah. And that would become headline news. I don't. If nothing else was going on. I, I mean, I yes, it would. I agree that it would be news. I don't know if it would be like. I don't know if that scenario was big enough for that media coverage because that stuff happens all right. like stuff like that. I'm I'm not saying right or wrong. Like what the incident happened was obviously terrible, obviously very justified and all that. Like I'm not I'm just saying like the way that it, right. it, the news traveled about this situation was very quickly and they seem to be yeah. on this national manhunt for a very I, hit, I don't mean to say like a small crime, but a crime that may not be i feel like the impeachment right. would obviously cover be more more headline news than that incident right i mean yeah now now that you're saying that i'm thinking like have we ever heard has there ever been like a multi-region manhunt ever announced and i was like i don't remember any times anyone ever being like hey we need you know well like the, the midwest and the rockies all to hear about somebody who got yeah i mean i guess see the, so the thing that not. the thing that i think of immediately is a terrorist attack when the when the boston marathon bombing happened right like that was everywhere and boston was right. like all over trying to start, like that was a terrorist attack major right but this was kind of i don't know it, it is what it is but I, aside from that right. the other thing i didn't like uh, was the ending, and I only didn't like the ending because I knew that was what's going to happen. But I didn't know if I—I I I mean, don't know if you could write a better right. ending. So it's like a—I mean, wash. I knew that they weren't going to make it. I'd hoped that they'd end up, you know, dancing 
in Habana, you know, having gotten to Cuba. I, I mean, I knew that they were going to. Right. I knew they were going to die at the end. And I get the point that it was trying to make. So it, it is what it is. I don't want to. We could we could politic all day from a story sense. I was that was the ex- ending I was expected. So as a story, right. a person who loves a good story, uh, always like to be a, a nice little twist or something happened that I wasn't expecting. But right. it was it's not a bad movie. It's meh for me. Splash for Katie. Absolutely. I think that this is. I think it's a story that should me, definitely be told. I'll say that. I think it's a story that needs to be told. I think the way that it's told isn't salacious or gratuitous. I think it's beautifully done. I mean, I was just like sobbing at the end because there's, especially when they're doing the montage of all these communities after the fact, like mm. police brutality devastates, devastates communities and devastates families. And I think seeing that and knowing, I mean, there's people, I'm not that far removed from some of the officer involved shootings to be, you know, in the twin cities with people who knew people who, and I just thought that it was a really dignified, honest approach without being disrespectful. So a splash, I think, I think it's my favorite movie of the year. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of, yeah, I think it's my favorite film. Yeah. I mean, it was my second most anticipated. I think it's my favorite film. I mean, there's still a little bit of time left, but I think it's my favorite film of the year. Joker is second. Endgame is third. Do you think this will win? Have a chance to win? Picture of the year? I hope it gets some nominations. I mean, for cinematography, for perhaps soundtrack, I think we could get... I mean, these just because of the story, I think I think these films don't really tend to get a a nod just because of the fact of the subject. I think we right. But I also think this could perhaps like if the Academy wanted to be very Slytherin about it and but that like if they gave this the a best picture nod, that would be the way for the Academy to for the next five years be like, what? We're woke. Like what do you mean? Like we we nominated Queen and Slim for best picture. We clearly you know, like it would give them like a little bit of a out for the next five years to return to business as usual with how they tend to vote. So if they want a politic, this would be a good film to put on the best picture. (laughs) I'm just saying it'd be a smart move. I think it deserves it, but it'd be smarter on their part to be able to say, Hey, you know, we have nominated black Panther. We can't be biased or upholding the status quo. What do you mean? Like they could totally then have plausible deniability about, the reality of the Academy Awards, which I will watch, obviously. You'll have to tune in, though, to the STM yearly wrap-up to know where things really end up. Yeah, I got to listen to all those. Uh, let us know what you thought about I know. Slim and Queen, or Queen and Slim if you had a chance to see it at the DA Taz. Hit us up at gsplashbc at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at gsplashpodcast. That's going to do it. Before we get out of here, though, we can talk a little bit about what's to come this week because there's some good stuff dark waters with um mark ruffalo ruffalo yeah mark ruffalo this movie looks pretty good also heavy topic now i saw this trailer for this next movie and this movie is very weird it's a24 film which i'm a big fan and supporter of a24 but it's called in fabric Hmm. it's about a killer dress (gasps) and it's very (laughs) shot very 
weird and it looks crazy. I love films like that that are just so off the wall. Yeah, you love it off the wall. It's already, I think it's certified fresh. Yeah, it is. It's 95 certified fresh. Certified so maybe fresh. It's good. Also, if you're looking for a weak Lego movie, <laughs> Playmobil has a movie coming out. <laughs> I already dissed this movie and I haven't even seen it. That's bad. My fault. But it's got a 20. Playmobiles are fun toys. I bet they are. They Maybe they were. I used to work at a toy store, so maybe Playmobil. Anyway. They're cool. Hit the theater. Buy yourself some popcorn. Enjoy your weekend. The holidays are still coming close every week. So it was like, what? 24 more days till Christmas. So... Jeez Louise. End it with a bang. I'm Bradley Baxter. What's on your Christmas uh, list? A bunch of pops. <laughs> you know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. I'm Bradley Baxter's Katie Pepper Pops. We'll be back next week. Same rap channel. Same podcast. Pod in time frame. Splash Trash Man. I'll be out of here, baby. Peace. Peace. And... Almost. Almost happened. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.